Welcome back to the Whispers from the Shadow podcast. I'm Super Jimmy. I'm this pleasure. <laughs> I hope all of you are having a better time than we are because we've had quite a few technical difficulties over the past couple of hours that we've been chit-chatting and before yeah. we even started the podcast. And it's been fun after fun. Well, so much fun. So today what we're going to be doing is we're going to be comparing, kind, kind of doing a compare and contrast between horror genres. This kind of came up in just conversation between me and Miz and I liked his concept of it. Yeah, comparing and seeing like what movies and like categories kind of get shifted in together. And when you can see certain differences between them, like you can see like key characteristics or like a very big pivotal point that like directs them differently. Like we have like your haunted houses, psychological, paranormal, and then you also have like your possessions. Lots of different things that like kind of get lumped in together, unfortunately. And each one stands on their own. Oh, yeah, I I completely agree because like uh, I feel like like the main three that get lumped together are supernatural paranormal in your haunted houses which mm. leads me to ask you know to anyone listening stuff like that what ones do you consider very similar which ones do you consider the same which ones do you consider di- like drastically different please feel free to let us know because i feel like the big the big three for me personally that i sometimes confuse and sometimes are like oh yeah these are totally different are your supernatural your paranormal and of course the haunted houses because i think there's a difference between insidious and the conjuring as i as i said earlier yeah and then like i said my boy James Wan right there. Mm-hmm. Gotta love him. Um, there, there are two different things because you have like the possession of the conjuring and well, it's actually technically really like as the possession, but it's also like a haunted house almost because uh, she killed the witch killed herself in the tree. And so the tree is therefore making the whole land bad and attaching that entity to them. So like it's it's a possession more than anything, but you can lump it into like that haunted house category or I, that I, paranormal. Yeah, I, I think that's a lot of the genres can be like mixed matched and combined and stuff like that like you could have a paranormal or supernatural haunted house or a a supernatural paranormal in this instance but i feel like there is some drastic differences but i see where there's like some similarities because you could have your supernatural where it's werewolves vampires folklore zombies zombies. yeah and then also include like some paranormal aspect into that with like your you can use like evil dead with the necronomicon <laughs> yeah exactly like because i mean technically they weren't zombies but they were some form of undead creature so mm-hmm. i mean i mean would you ghouls you can you can call them up as anything demons yeah. all kinds of things i mean hell you can even use like demon knight as another one with uh, billy zane <laughs> i mean you know i i mean yeah yeah because that was that was a good one fucking love demon knight it's such a good yeah, movie such a good such a great movie and but and, i was uh, i i personally lumped that one with religious horror i yeah i yeah i can see that but i mean with it being tales from the crypt i would also consider it kind of a paranormal creature feature-esque you could yeah because i mean this was like that, that came out like right at the height of tales from the crypt when everything was like yeah boom and it's like that that tv show that gets that movie that you're like this shows that it's a good tv show because exactly. <laughs> like south park had one aqua teen hunger force had one hell simpsons yep. have had one yep i think that like a lot of the a lot of the a lot of the stories from tales from tales from the crypt uh don't be afraid of the dark goosebumps goosebumps a lot of them were one of these genres so i, I feel like i feel oh, yeah. like one time they covered all of them yeah and i mean you also have your artists or your authors i mean 
not your artists, your authors like uh, King and Dean Koontz, Poe. They have a lot of like similarities in that sense as well. And they also have done like supernatural, actual monsters, so on and so forth, or werewolves or yeah. whatever. Like you have, what's a good one? Like like psychological would be like Poe. Like we're not, we're, we're not officially talking about literature, but this is like a, a good example. Yeah. Like you have like your It from King and then you have your how The Fall of the House of Usher from Poe where I, I think that was the one where the pendulum was like slowly lowering to the guy. And he was like the pendulum. Yeah. Or or yeah. Pit in the pendulum, not follow the house usher. I'm sorry. Yeah. Where like the, the pendulum was like slowly lowering down to him up to like the last second. And then you don't know if, if it killed him, if it, if it missed, if they turn, if he got or the fucking eighth grade English teacher's like, now what was the meaning of that A guy getting cut in half? I don't, I don't know. But like, I, I feel like one that I usually get conf- like supernatural. When I think of supernatural, sometimes I almost think of like entity connections, almost like a uh, stir of echoes, if that makes sense. But I also I, know that's more like a psychological as well. I would consider that one more, of a paranormal psychological. Yeah, I can see that one. Like it's because again, it's like very haunted ghost of dead girl wanting to like find and like her killers and everything like that. And like uh, mm-hmm. Kevin Bacon's character, like really trying to piece together this puzzle. Yeah, like he doesn't know if he's going crazy and what he's seeing is real or, or fake until he like starts putting pieces of the puzzle together. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's why it's like it's very paranormal, but it's also like very psychological. And like that's one of those where you can put them together. But it's like super hard to like just which one is it more of the other because it does a very good well of balancing both. Yeah, I like I consider that one to be a very good psychological movie altogether. Okay, well, yeah, I would consider that one to be a very good psychological movie altogether because it was like very like, is he going crazy? Is this really happening? And then like by the end of the movie, you're kind of like, oh, this is good. And then like uh, spoiler warning for anybody that hasn't seen this. The 20 year old movie. I think it's like 30 almost. (laughs) It came out in the late, it came out in the early 2000s. I thought it was fucking like 97. My bad. I remember when the movie came out off the top of my head. I'm gonna fucking look that up now. That's got me worried. (laughs) Same. Let's see. 99. Oh my god, I was close. So it is, it is (laughs) almost 30. So, like, but yeah, like I consider that one to be very good psychological altogether because it's like at the at the end of it after he figures out what happened to the girl and he figures out who the killers are he looks across the street and he sees another person just staring at him car passes by person vanishes and then they don't get, they don't let you know if there's going to be a part two or anything like that because the stir of echoes part two that came out didn't have kevin bacon in it and i don't think it was even with the same writer i was gonna say that's one of the things i do hate like i'm very disappointed right now there's gonna be a black phone too and i'm very disappointed yeah because like, the first one is done so well and right now that really? team is on my shit list because they've done great first installations and so far one very shitty set sequel which i love i love shutter yeah shutter that's the one with the ghoul right where, where like the or like the girl sitting on his shoulders and every time he takes like a picture of himself she's there no, 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 no. Fuck, what the hell is the one I'm talking about then? It's the one with Ethan Hawke with Bagul, the one that has the kids kill the oh, family. Oh, I'm trying um, to blink on that. <laughs> Why am I trying to blink on that? Because it's the I same team that did Black Phone. Why the fuck am I trying yeah, to blink on this? Yeah. It's yeah, Sinister. sinister. Well, I don't know why I had a... Why I say Shudder? I don't know. Sorry. Sinister. Sinister is a great first installation. Black Phone's a great installation. Sinister 2 was horrible. So I'm it, it already was. like discounting Black Phone 2. And that's I, one like I feel is very paranormal and psychological as well. Yeah. 
Like I, I think, I think that the Sinister One, uh, going off of that one, I think that one was very psychological and very, par- very paranormal because of Bagul himself. Yeah, <laughs> it's also I mean, possession. That's like one of all three, actually, if you really think about it. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I mean, honestly, the whole spoiler warning for however old that movie is if you haven't seen it that was like 07 i think so but yeah if you haven't seen it yet you're missing out it's it's a great it's a great movie either way but yeah um, and don't see the sequel do yourself a favor do not see the sequel is so bad well okay let me rephrase that i think it's bad i've heard people enjoy it but i i think compared first to second one it's like super super weak uh, the first I, one's done so well. I, I would actually agree because I I like to see my favorite horror movies get sequels, but when they're done poorly, I don't like it. Personally. See, that's one of those things like I, you can leave it on either a that like very depressing bleak ending or you can leave it as what the way it ends like with black phone the way it ends perfectly fine i don't know what mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. plot summary or whatever is supposed to happen with the new one mm-hmm. i can already tell you that i'm not looking forward to it and there's no justification for it in my opinion <laughs> no like i think i think i think with that one i think they should just stick to what they're good at and that's like we just said his name earlier your wife brought him up the one that made mike flanagan yeah mike flanagan like he's he's he knows his strength is with psychological like do i think that he's he could do good in other aspects of horror like like paranormal stuff like that yeah because i know exactly what he's gonna do he's gonna he's gonna play to his strengths he's gonna play to where it's like balancing off of psychological and creature or psychological and possession or psychological and haunted house what have you or paranormal or anything like that and he's gonna you know he's gonna play to his strengths on that because he did it in oculus he's done it in the haunting of hill house and blight manor like like he plays to his strengths because he takes the source material or what he's written and he applies it to, mm-hmm. to what he's doing but and like I, some I've only, I only have seen one of his works so I don't have like too much input on it but I have heard those very same similarities yeah like I, I think he could do good in other branches or in other genres of horror but I know he's going to incorporate the psychological into that somehow some way because he's done it he did it with he did it with Oculus because that one was technically paranormal if you really think about it. paranormal slash possession like because yeah. it's the, the the mirror itself yeah uh, and it's very psychological yeah and it fucks with all their heads and stuff which also makes it seem like it's the haunted house category for a lot of people and then you and then with with haunting on hill house which was a book from an author that we ranked in our ranking video if you if you've watched that or our, mm-hmm. our, our right episode down. about or, uh, yeah our episode on ranking um, the author of that actually kind of wrote the book to be more because I, I read a summary of it i haven't read the whole thing i haven't got my hands on it yet i want to the way that she wrote it was more haunted house versus psychological like there was some psychological aspects to it from the summary that i read but it wasn't the way mike flanagan did his thing it was more yeah you know you, you don't want to look around the corner because it's going to be there you know it's going to be there because you your, your imagination makes it so much more like worse and or like intimidating than anything as opposed to like what you can visually see sometimes because that's one of the reasons why king is still considered one of the best like horror writers is because he he paints such a picture that you have an image in your head and it like terrifies yourself because you're like that's a very fucked up thing but 
like my image of what I saw is different than yours, but it still kind of has that same impact no matter what. Yeah. I like, I think, I think with, 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 with like King, he's another one that kind of, he plays to his strengths in a lot of his books. Like, I don't think I've, I've heard a bad review on any of his books, but again, this, this, this is going off of my experiences with it. So, I mean, there's some you can kind of like say are hit and miss depending on how much you like really like care about his work and stuff like that. There's some for me that like, some that people hate silver bullet's a prime example i love silver bullet <laughs> i enjoyed it i enjoyed it that one was the closest i think he got to psychological that and the shining because well, like the of- silver bullet is more of the the werewolf aspects of the supernatural on his end and yeah. so like i i appreciated that one and but then you have things like cat people <laughs> or not cat people what the fuck was that one salem wow well, there's that one too, but no, there's one I'm thinking of. Oh my God, it's got the shapeshifters and they look like hairless cats. Oh my goodness. I'm drawing a huge blank. Googling it. Googling it. Cat people. Cat people. Because Cat People is an actual like horror movie from like, I think the 60s. Sleep, sleepwalkers. Sleepwalkers. Sleep- thank you. Yeah. Sleepwalkers. That's one. Uh, yeah. Sleepwalkers. Like I'm not the biggest fan of, but people like that one. And even like made for TV movies kind of like silly, but I, and I can't say like defending Silver Bullet's much better, but it's like that bad. But I love Silver Bullet more than like Sleepwalkers. <laughs> That's fair. That is fair. I can I can understand that. And with me, it's like like we like we talk about this all the time. Like Lee Winnell and James Wan and Lee Winnell can do no wrong. And not, not to me personally. Like they have yet to do anything that I've I've like disliked. Especially like with Lee's. I think Lee's di- uh, like directorial like directorial whatever his first like movie directing yeah was like invisible man and i was like super nervous because like i always tell this to my wife i i hate modernization of like the 30s monster movies i really do because it's very hard to bring those to like modern times and i most of the time other than like hollow man i haven't really seen a very good like invisible man like representation yeah, that's and then and then the Invisible Man came out 2019, and I like and like fell in love with it. Like I don't know why, but like the way Lee and Juan, like when Juan do stuff, just grips me personally. So like I just like love all their work, and I love the way they write everything. Like that's why oh, like Dead God. Silence is also one that like a lot of people didn't really care for, but I fucking I loved love Dead Silence. I'm I'm terrified of dolls personally, but I love Dead Silence. I, I I enjoyed it. I really did. And like for me, I I would I would consider Dead Silence to be paranormal. I would consider that one paranormal because it's like the the spirit of what's her name killing everything, and that's very very paranormal, not like supernatural. Because I'm only Mary Shaw, Mary Shaw. Yeah, I'll say you could also do it as like supernatural if you want to, because ghosts usually falls under supernatural, mm-hmm. and that's a ghost mostly killing everything. It's like darkness falls with the tooth fairy. You know what? Yeah. I, I never, I never, I never thought about it like that. Cause I mean, the tooth fairy was basically a nice old lady that had something bad happen to her. No. Nope. You know, <laughs> like have something really crappy happen to her and just be like, all right, that's it. I'm coming back as a vengeful ghost and you're going to get it. You're going to get it. You're going to catch these hands. You're going to get it. <laughs> it's like, why'd we piss her off? Who did this? I didn't sign up for this. I'm going home. <laughs> exactly. And that's why like uh, supernatural is one that, like covers like a, a lot of this as well so like you can really use the like the supernatural to cover your psychological as well in some aspects because like for instance in like the way i see it is like alfred hitchcock with birds i use that one as like a very good psychological it's more of like a animal versus human kind of thing but you could also see that as psychological because like it ingrained into a lot of people like so much like what jaws did to a lot of people which has made them terrified of something super common <laughs> 
Yeah, because I mean, like, this is a sidebar, side note, whatever you want to call it. But fun fact, more people die to vending machines and cows separately than they do to shark attacks. So it's like, like, this is the funniest thing. But but Jaws made it seem like all sharks are manhunters. It's the same yeah. thing with like, like the, well, one of the instances that happened, like what, in the early 1900s when they were building the railroads over in India and stuff was like the lion and the the quick in the darkness. No, those lion in the darkness. The ghost in the darkness. My bad. Holy shit. Val Kilmer. Oh, with, with the man eating tiger. The lions. The tigers, yeah. Or yeah, the lions and the tigers. Yeah. Because I mean, we're not really. We we I, I I would firmly believe that like with us as humans would not taste good to certain animals. Like I mean, it's the same thing with some people not liking certain either cuts of meat or a certain type of animal breeds. Like I mean, for me, example, I don't really care for turkey or goose. But I'll have duck. Duck's not bad. See, see me. I like I like turkey over goose and duck because to me, goose and duck is just too greasy when you when you when you cook it certain ways. No, I agree with you on that. But it's just like that instance right there. So I, I would assume it could be in the same sense. But at the same time, like you know, we're not chomping down on people, so we really can't make that argument. <laughs> yeah, like it's not, it's not like I'm friggin' sitting here and I've got like a basement full of people. I don't even have a basement, but it's not like I got a <laughs> basement full of people and be like, "Who sounds good tonight?" I'm down. <laughs> and he's like, "Come, come, come here, Victor. You're looking. You look like you got some marbling on you." And he's just like, "No, no, no." But yeah, no. Which <laughs> actually kind of you know, with us comparing and contrasting, this actually got me thinking. Would would you consider all slasher flicks to be of the same genre or would you consider them to kind of I feel like some of them would have to be taken for their own things I would say like suspenseful on a lot of them because like I consider even though Halloween is like the OG slasher and everything like that it's very like what puts like thriller movies and that like suspense and like the, the stereotypes of like college girl final girl everyone getting in the way dies kind of a concept and yeah i still love carpenter for it don't get me wrong but oh, yeah. like i it's at that president of everything because i mean you can still see that like either a final girl moment with a lot of slashers i mean you have a lot of them being mostly freddie jason leatherface pinhead yeah. ghostface <laughs> yeah <Chucky. laughs> yeah like i like i, I feel I feel like Myers would be good suspense slasher. Chucky would be supernatural slasher or possession slasher. I would think more possession personally, but then again, it's yeah. like the spirit, which again falls under supernatural if you really want to put it in that way. Yeah. And then, well, what would, what Pinhead would, is definitely be paranormal because it's yeah. an object. And then inside that object is this whole nother dimension. And then that's also, again, you can film that in with the slasher as well i think i think out of all of them honestly i think that like you know despite the inspirations that they come from i think that the most believable if it were if it were to happen knock on wood would probably be leatherface in, in my personal yeah. opinion because yeah i don't see a I mean, six foot i don't see a six foot eight man putting on a uh a, 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 a freaking what's his name william william shatner uh, william shatner mask walking around in blue overalls that you can shoot 78 times and he just gets up and is like and this is my favorite pair and just like walk off yeah <laughs> no I, I get you on that but something like fucking Hannibal Lecter and Leatherface in general would definitely be 
what's on the table because uh, people yeah. people be a little scary. That's why I love uh, like the ones that are more grounded in reality because like that's more horrifying to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so with like home invasion with, movies for me are like like the ones I really love but hate at the same time. Yeah. If that makes sense. There's some yeah, that are like, great and a lot are terrible. Like house, like last house on the left versus like yes. uh, what was that one that was based on a true story? Wolf Creek. Wolf Creek. Wolf Creek. That? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That one. That one was a good one, and that was a really messed up situation that those people found themselves in. But yeah, I would. I would say that you know, like I don't know. I feel like the. I feel like for me personally, it'd probably have to be either a combo of the home invasion or someone somehow overpowering me and throwing me in the back of the van and me waking up hanging from a meat hook in a basement. <laughs> like, that just, yeah, no, that's like, right. see, that's the one scene, honestly, that like still hits me in my soul is I think it's in the remake with Jessica. I want to say Beal, one of the one of the Jessica's famous Jessica's. Yeah. After he cuts off the dude in the yellow tank, he cuts his leg off and he hooks him and then he just grabs the handful of salt and just right on his leg cut. I'm just like every time I'm just like, oh, God, that must burn. Like the hook, yeah, is obviously gonna hurt. Losing the leg, obviously gonna hurt. But that like little salt in the wound, just like my God, just sends so many shivers down my spine. I can't remember. Was like on top of Leatherface, you know, being Leatherface and stealing people's phases and taxidermying it into a mask that he can wear. Did were they also cannibals? Uh, yeah, they were. The family okay. was. I couldn't. I couldn't remember if they were. I've only watched. Well, think of Dead by Daylight. Remember, he's called the Cannibal. Oh yeah, that is true. That is true. I forgot because <laughs> like. I couldn't I couldn't remember if it was if they were cannibals or they weren't because like I like I'm I'm not the biggest I like I respect Texas Chainsaw Massacre for what it is but in like a straight up fight I like I would see if I put Leatherface against Michael Myers I think Leatherface is going down like hands down well I mean if you really like put two and two together they don't say he's a supernatural being or anything like that so he literally could like he's been hurt like he hurt he's been hurt before so he he's pure human comparatively to the other slashers or along with Ghostface, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean like, 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 but I think out of like the non paranormal slashers, which means no Freddy, no um, Jason, pinhead. no Myers, no pinhead. No, well, I mean, Myers isn't, isn't paranormal anymore. He was, he was in, the season of the witch and uh, it's been years since I've seen like a Meyer last ones. I fully remember watching were the zombie remakes, which I appreciated. I, I, I enjoyed them. I liked what they were because he mixed in a little bit of psychological with like paranormal and Michael, because Mm. it was kind of like you got a glimpse into what Michael's mind went on, what went on inside his head and how it transpired to his sister. Whereas don't, don't fully quote me on this, but, Halloween 2018 re the new trilogy. Yeah, it it recanonized the entire Halloween franchise. So one and two are still canon. Lori is no longer Michael's sister, and she's just the babysitter that got away and is stuck in Michael's head as the person that he that reminds him of his sister, pretty much. And then in Halloween Kills 
or and yeah, Halloween Kills or no, yeah, that because that was 2018, the one that came out 2020 or 2021. I can't remember. It was it was the one that it was the one that ended the franchise. Mm-hmm. Michael is no longer supernatural from the season of the witch. So he's he's just a guy that is hell bent on killing and he he feels as though killing gives him more power and you know he's just basically locked his real self away subconsciously so that little kid that killed his sister in the eight and the seventies is the guy that we still have today. Like he never matured. He never grew past that. He just got bigger and stronger and more determined essentially. Mm. And uh, spoiler alert, sorry for anyone that hasn't seen it yet. He does die in the last one. Lori kills him. I, I don't know what changes. I just know that like everyone had a problem with the way it ended. I, I don't know. I still have yet to see them. I need to see them just because I, again, I do like Myers. He's not my like favorite slasher, but I do yeah. like Myers. But yeah, I think, I think that, I think that Myers, if now, if it was a supernatural Myers, there's, there's only like a few that I don't, I don't see him taking down, but like non supernatural Myers, if him and chainsaw, if him, him and chainsaw him and leatherface were to go head to head i think i think myers has him beat because myers is still ridiculously strong yeah i mean he's fucking pushing through like boards and drywall and studs and all this other shit and just knocking motherfuckers down yeah like not to put any lightness on bubba because bubba do be strong too but he's he's country strong whereas like myers is like borderline superhuman strong like Mm -hmm. i mean i I always look at it like what killers do they bring into the like mortal kombat franchise yeah (laughs) because they always like show the best of them like jason being in there leatherface being in there yeah Uh, freddie freddie was in one of them nine It was a nine. Yeah. Like I, I, I want to see, I want to see Myers just like show up and fight Omni man. And, and I don't want to see him Myers versus Omni man in mortal Kombat. Make it happen. Make it happen. It'll be kind of hard. They already, I don't think they've done Myers yet. No, they haven't done Myers. It's possible. MK 11 was one of my favorite like guest stars. Cause they had spawn, but that's biasism. Anywho. <laughs> spawn, spawn was really good in that one. Cause I, I watched gameplay of it and one dude. He's so fucking hard to use. Yeah. One dude ended up maining him to where he like learned his combos ridiculously mm-hmm. like, that's what like, i want to do with him but like i'm more better with shao Kahn and fucking frost but that's video game talk <laughs> oh yeah that's that's for another that's for a whole nother episode but yeah like i i think that like myers would be a good suspense whereas like i don't know if this is a genre but like dread and and well well Hold on, I take that back. I'm sorry. Whereas Leatherface would be more cannibal survivor horror because he's trying to kill you to feed his family and you're trying to survive. Whereas like, you know, cannibal and survivor are two total two totally different ones. Like there's there's not a fine line that divides those. It's just you have your wrong turn and then you have your green hell. Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, well, yeah, Green Inferno's green such Inferno. a fantastic movie. I love that movie. They did so many right things with that. They really did. Like, I think I think there should be a sub sub genre of horror that should be like movies that aren't horror, but are considered horror. Me personally, like I feel like there's a lot that can be kind of brought into that. Like one of the trivia games that me and my wife have, they have like horror can show up in many places and they'll like pull out like you know 
spots that scare people in certain like family movies or random movies in general that you don't expect. For instance, like Pee Wee's Big Adventure, Large Marge, yeah. uh, when she does a scary face like that. One took a lot of people. Beetlejuice being another one, just stuff like that. And they're considered yeah. in that, but they're like funny horror or like comedy horror because I mean you have again like your uh, Tucker and Dale versus evil your scary movies the haunted house those kind of things so yeah your, your spoofs and your your black comedies and stuff like that because honestly Tucker and Dale versus evil is just <laughs> I love that movie so much it's I so love, stupid I love the, uh, my favorite scene in the entire thing is where I forget if it's Tucker or if it's Dale he's throwing pieces of wood into the wood chipper and then <laughs> the dude goes to like push him in and he moves out of the way in the last second and the guy just he's like what the hell he's like these co- crazy college kids are just throwing themselves in the wood chipper they're and, part of a suicide cult <laughs> so this kid just threw him himself in there and like all the all, all the guy's friends sees the guy just has a hold of his legs and he's just like <gasps> it's just crazy he's being chased by the beat oh it's just it's such a dumb movie but it's so good it, it, it's like i enjoyed it i didn't i I didn't I didn't know what to expect going into it. I thought it was going to be either. I, I seriously thought it was going to be a friggin kind of like a evil dead kind of thing or shot of the I, dead. When I, when I read like a little description of the movie, I was just like, this doesn't seem like a, a scary movie. Is this a comedy of some sort? I was like, I'm going to assume it's a comedy. Let's just try it as a comedy. And as I'm watching the movie, like this is definitely a comedy. I love this already, but I love how they fit in every stereotype with it <laughs> and so on and so forth. It's just so good. And it's so stupid. Yeah, I was like, I was, let me see. Yeah, I was, I'd have to agree because I was expecting it to be a kind of a a, kind of an evil dead situation or army of darkness where it was kind of like horror, but it had funny parts in it. No, this was just full comedy with horror bits (laughs) sprinkled in. (laughs) Yeah, it's so funny. I love that movie so much. It is so dumb. And or or the one part where the guys are, where they're all like running through the woods and the guy keeps looking behind him and like impales himself on the stick. Yeah. He, all he was doing was he was just running away trying to get the bees off of his face and he's just another kid. That was just, that was a great movie. I, I would consider that one to be comedy slash horror instead of horror comedy whereas like... Agreed. You, but it, it's, it still falls under that Blake is the main correlation unfortunately. So it, yeah. yeah that, and that's also the other thing too is like I just feel like anything that's like horror related doesn't really get recognized especially by like a lot of like mainstream people because like it's always the degenerates or whatever insert insulting thing or just wanted to get scared and cheap thrills whatever you want to lump it into yeah. uh, just they do so many things I was actually talking to the wife about this earlier was that they do so many things right and, and with Jimmy too like they do so many good animatronics so much good makeup they bring in like some really good scream queens or just people who like have very good control of their voice and yeah. it's so good but it's not seen as like a serious thing. And I'm like, dude, I think there's some of the best things ever. I, you tell me like there's this Oscar movie and a horror movie. That's like anywhere between campy and shitty to like, great. I'll go see the horror movie first before I even touch this Oscar movie. Yeah. Like I, like Robert, like Robert England, he, like everyone thought that he had his voice modulated in the first I think it was three or four Nightmare Nightmare. on the Streets where it was just him because he could naturally do that and change change the tone and the pitch and how he sounded and how he spoke to be Freddy Krueger 
Whereas like in the other ones, they've they modulated it a little bit to give it more of that demonic thing because Freddy came back from hell and so on and so forth. And he was more supernatural. And, yeah. Uh, and I, I get that. But like how many how many other like cameos or or things has he been in where it's just like uh, other other horror movies like the guy that was what was his name? He plays De- I can't remember his name, but he plays the the coroner and mortician in the final destination movies tony todd i thought you were talking about tony todd tony todd yes where he plays the mortician in and the coroner in all in a lot of the final destinations but he's also Candyman. you're like i can love tony todd like i i love i love the theory that i read a couple years ago on on his character in final destination like they thought him to be death because nothing bad ever happened to him even though death was always around him not only that it's like the way he like talks to the cast in general it's like he already knows what's gonna happen he's just waiting for it to play out it's like a game of chess with him yeah like he like i think in the i think in the first one he tells he tells them how death is essentially going to collect them and the guy doesn't put it together until like the second or third person dies the guy that gets the cord wrapped around his neck while from the clothesline in the shower yeah todd I don't know why. Like, there's some things like I always remember from random movies, and it bothers me. Important shit, I don't remember. Use of shit like that, I remember. <laughs> Dude, I, I like I'm the same way with movie lines. Really, I really am. Like, I'll I'll bust out a friggin' thing from like Super Troopers one or Super Troopers two, <laughs> but ask me to remember a time and date for a friggin' doctor's appointment. Yeah, even if it's on the calendar, I don't look at that shit. It's like uh, it's not important. Huh. Th- who taught you how to? Ch- who taught? Who taught you how to chug syrup? Or, or my favorite line from Super Troopers Two: Pele, pow, Farva, you fuck. I still see the second one. I haven't seen it's- the second one. I heard. I heard it's not as good as the first one, but it's still pretty funny. Yeah, I, I I would agree to that. It's still hilarious. I would watch them I, I, if I think they're I think they're on Prime. I'm gonna have to check it out. But I would watch them in tandem. I would watch one and two because yeah, because I I love I, I love them. They're, they're a funny movie, campy and, and just hilarious. But well, yeah, um, the other film they did, uh, Club Dread, which is like their little spoof on like survival on a fucking island with a, a killer on the loose, is it, still really funny too. As stupid as it is, I fucking love that movie. I, I just I love the early 2000s run that they went on because they had Super Troopers in the 90s and then in the 2000s we got Club Dread Oktoberfest uh, Oktoberfest uh, or it was no it was like the, the one where they go and they drink a shitload of beer and they say they had that disclaimer like do not drink as much beer as they drink in this movie you will die <laughs> it was beer fest beer fest beer fest there it is there I'm thinking they had they had beer fest and they had another one too where it was the it was it was a couple of the people where someone dies or wait no i'm thinking of beer fest i can't remember it was kind of like broken, all broken lizards films but that was like the only three i really wrote for technically being count super troopers too that i really yeah. know yeah he's got he they had a he had a freaking hell of a run in the 90s to early 2000s and then we got super troopers too and all like the diehard fans were like yes but it's still like it's 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 still funny even if you watch them to today because you're just like what the fuck there's just there's 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 something about the early 2000s and late 90s that is just so like unhinged that we the stuff that we used to laugh at it used to be like all the stupid fart jokes and so on and so forth and then like 
there's a, a shift in comedy and horror and all this other stuff. And you're like, oh, they're taking things more seriously or they're trying to like adapt with whatever current thing is. And it's always funny, too, because then that's where you also see yourself like growing up because you're like, I don't understand this new kind of humor. I don't like it. <laughs> I Yeah, I kind of I kind of remember that shift because I watched what was it? I think I watched either Jason in I either watched Jason and when he goes when he takes over Manhattan, when he goes to New York. So bad. I hate that one so much. Actual Jason would be murdering every single body he saw, not just yeah. the kids. He would murder everybody. Yeah. Like the guy, like the guys whose whose stereo he kicked, he would have walked, yeah. he would have like kicked, he would have freaking killed them, kicked the stereo, walked off. Like I, I get that. It was either that or or Jason goes to hell. I can't remember. And then I went out with my girlfriend at the time and we watched one missed call. I remember that movie. And that's when I kind of noticed a shift because that movie actually like it, a couple like it wasn't super scary. Don't don't get me wrong. It was it was a, it was a fun date night movie. Mm-hmm. And she was the one that suggested it. And I was like, all right, cool. I love horror. We go. We watch it. And that one was kind of a that one was more of a supernatural I, I remember that movie. I've only seen it the one time. Like, I I don't know. It's like, I'm, I'm weird when it comes to certain horror movies. Like, some yeah. of the ones that, like, stay unknown for a very long time when they first came in theaters, not a lot of people talked about, I loved. And then, like, they blew up and I was really happy. But then they started getting, like, unnecessary sequels out of nowhere. Yeah. I was like, why the fuck are you doing this? <laughs> yeah, we... I, I kind I kind of remember that was a, that was a different shift and I think they shifted that in the wrong way and it was just like no 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 yeah. stop stop <laughs> I, I like associate the descent and the descent too like I love the first one but like what is that second one and then I also heard like there's a, the, the diamond in the rough I guess you could say because I never saw the movies but my wife swears that 47 meters down sucked but the sequel was better and it's very rare that you ever hear something like that happening especially yeah. in horror <laughs> yeah especially in horror. Like I, I, but yeah, I do, I do remember that, that kind of shift where we, where it went from like the jumps, like you had your jump scare, you had your slasher and then you just had your, your genre based horrors. And then they kind of like, Hey, have we tried a psychological creature feature yet? Where we don't know if the creature is really there or not. And then you get your, what would be a good psychological creature feature that I'm thinking of? One that pops into my head immediately would be like malignant, but it's not yeah. really. I mean, it is supernatural, but it's not if you really think about it. I, yeah, yeah. Malignant was kind of a. It's a was, silly movie, but it's so great. It, it's it, like super I, suspenseful and thriller for the first half, and then it turns into full on slasher in the end. It's so good. I like. I didn't expect it to have that twist in it. I, it actually caught me off guard. To me, and my wife were like literally as it's getting up to like the big reveal. We're both saying like, "What the fuck is this movie?" And yeah. then that whole thing happens. We're like, "What the fuck is this movie? I love this. This is so weird." <laughs> yeah. Then like you get then James Wan comes out with Megan, and you're like. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't even know what Megan was like. I will. I watched half of it and I was just like, I love James Wan. He does no wrong, but I did not like that movie. Like it, like it's I like a silly movie. I, I love it because it's silly. I did not take that movie yeah. serious one bit. It no. is super silly. But it's it's classic in its own way, for me at least. But yeah, I, and I, I also don't... like that refresher, you know, them trying oh, new yeah. things, especially with the subgenres. Yeah, because I, I think honestly, what I would like to see is another psychological one from James Wan and Lee Winnell. Because I would the, love. The, oh my god, I would love that so much. Because the first saw, honestly, wasn't wasn't it, it was it was very tortured gore porn. 
it became torture porn. It really did become it eventually. But the first one is such a good psychological thriller, intense, like just what the fuck. And what I love about like for me, like Saw One is always like one of my like pinnacle horror movies. And that's just because like I love love the behind the scenes of that. I watched a lot of the makings of that. That's what made me really fall in love with like Lee and uh, Juan. Like they're both just I love them. And it's yes. all because of a short that they did. But like that whole movie was sh- filmed in like 16, 18 days. They had a shit, but like a very shitty budget. Most of it was spent on like the two main cast members, which is uh, mm-hmm. Tap and Carrie Ellis's character, Dr. Gordon. Like the main money was spent on them and the equipment. And they did everything else like as practical as they could and everything is so yes. good on how they do some of the reverse shots. Like I love that movie. And the way they did it, it spawned a lot of clones in that way. Yeah. And I, I think I would, I would love to see them do another psychological focused one because that one was kind of a, that one was a kind of a combo. It was a psychological survival gore Mm -hmm. or torture focused thing. They very, very became more about the, how do they kill as opposed to the means. But the first one really set that like tense. Yeah. That very tense and just showing you what he had done in the past and what they're kind of in store for to expect and expect the whole climax of just like of how they did the whole song of the foot is just so one of my favorites i love how they did that it's super simple but like i love it i love the fact i love how i love how it ended where he's like you'll find the key around your neck and he like he like in the beginning of the movie it like went down the drain and he's just like no mm-hmm. and you're like that scream like i i need to find a way to edit that properly but i want lee's scream at the end of that movie as a sound cue or some type of like alert for me because i love that scream find me a video of it and i'll make it happen oh like i know how to do it i'm just trying to like what do i want that because if it's overplayed i don't want it to ruin that that for me you know yeah that's fair i could see that i wouldn't do it as bits maybe as a raid oh no i might do it i already have my samara weaving as my raid but that's that's something for down the road it's like not immediate right now just i love that scream though like there's very that's why uh, samara weaving scream is one of my favorites it's like i have that like there's very certain things i might even have it as a follow i don't know but uh, there's very few uh, like sounds like that's where my audio file comes out there's very like specific sounds i listen for and like that's also where like i scare some of my friends and stuff like when i talk about smile for instance because that one's a supernatural one like i gush over the end of that movie with the way they do the face peeling like i gushed over that i loved that i actually saw a youtuber use that as like b-roll before i even knew what the movie was he was he said something about peeling your face off and then it did that and i was like what is that from and then you were talking about smile and then i was like oh yeah i heard about this movie where you know blah 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 and i brought it up to you and i talked about the face peeling part and you're like that's smile and i was like it's so smooth i just i gushed over that i I scared my wife by talking about it so much. She was just like, you, you need to calm your shit down. And I was like, but I need to talk about it. I don't think you understand how beautiful that looks. <laughs> like, like, I think, I think honestly there should be, like, I, I don't want to, like, this is going to sound weird when I say it out loud, but I think there should be like an ASMR aspect in, in, in a lot of, in a lot of horror movies. Like I hate ASMR. Like I but hate the people. Their the audio cues are so good, especially like, yes. again, when it comes to like, again, when you look at the slasher or like any movie that uses a knife on how they do the like 
knife going into the flesh. Like you're always mm-hmm. like, you know, okay, even if you don't see it, you hear that sound, you're like, okay, someone's getting someone got stabbed. <laughs> like it's the audio cues and like the how it sounds. Cause horror is all about supposed to make you uneasy, uncomfortable, scared, blah, 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 blah. And they try and go as real as they can. And sometimes they go a little too real for some people. <laughs> yeah. And that's what and that's one of the things like when I find those kind of like very uneasy, unnerving ones on certain subjects and or things. I, I really love it. But that's also why I say like last house on the left is like legitimately the only movie that's made me feel disgusted watching it because of that one scene. Cause it's yeah. done so well. <laughs> it really is like the, I, like I, I know what scene you're talking about. I won't mention it because reasons, but yeah. Trigger you don't warning, count your blessings. Yeah. If, if you don't know, do count your blessings. If you want to watch the movie, do but be cautious trigger warning for of essay. That's like all we can say is essay. <laughs> yeah. And, and I do, I, I do, I do remember that scene and I like my teenage brain couldn't comprehend what was going on at the time because, you know, like I, when it came to being not in that situation, but being in the heat of, I'll say in the heat of the moment with a partner, consent was always something in the forefront of my mind because no meant no. And like that didn't exist to me outside of, you know, in, in my head. So when I seen that part, I was like, I had to pause the movie and look at my girlfriend and be like, are you okay? And she was like, yeah, play the movie. And I'm like, what was that? And she was, she explained it to me and everything like that. And I was like, people do people do that? And she was like, she was like, yeah, it happens a lot. I was like, oh my God. And And that's why like I say that realism is what's like more terrifying than anything to me. Like I love my creature features, all of my like jump scares at times and so on and so forth. But like that is just like when it makes you that uncomfortable, it's like, this is a good movie, but it's like, fuck me. What did I just watch? Yeah. For me, I would have to say the, the movie that was the worst for me was God, what was the name of that movie? Well, I, I still have the DVD of it somewhere and I regret buying it because it's very graphic. It was a remake from the 1970s and it's a girl. It's it, it, like, it was re, it was like over the toply done. Like it was super mm. graphic. Shock value for shock value. I remember that was a big thing because that's what like Campbell Holocaust yeah. was. That's what Serbian film is. There's a lot of movies that are there for just shock and all. They serve no purpose other than to be fucked up to say they're fucked up. But it was I can't remember. It. Spit on your grave. That's the name of the movie. Big trigger warning on that movie. If you are in heard the, of that one. It was like I, I watched. I was in the Marine Corps and we were having kind of like a little barracks party for me and a couple of the buddies that didn't want to go home for 96. That's a four day weekend for anybody that doesn't know. And we went to Walmart. We got some snacks. We got a we got a bunch of different movies. Like I got three, my buddy got three and then our other friend got three and we all sat in my barracks room because I was the only person that had a Blu-ray player at the time because we couldn't find one of the movies that we wanted to watch on DVD. So we had to get a Blu-ray player. And um, I was like, well, what do we want to watch first? And they're like, pop in that movie that you got the top one. I was like, spit on your grave. And they're like, yeah, we'll watch that first. None of us, like when that scene happened, we all put our snacks down. Like we put our drinks down, we put our snacks down and we just sat like, this yeah there's just so many like that's how i was like during that movie like i looked at like i came and look at my friend i was like this is just like shock and all it's like are are we supposed to be watching this like this feels wrong watching this 
Yeah. We were both like, this is fucked. And then the movie kept playing. We're like, okay, movie was over. But we was like that one scene that like however long it was scene was just like so stuck with me. I was like, this is super fucked, but they did a good job in that sense. But that's the problem with it is it's too real. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I remember that's, that's another, that's another genre that I don't hear talked about a whole lot is the realism horror. Like I love realism. Like I was actually watching Sabotage. If you haven't seen that, it's like a very accurate portrayal of like dealing with the cartel and shit. Yeah, it's, it's a very good film and it's very, very like grounded in reality on how it is. And it's there's yeah. some spots where it's like, holy fuck, this is not for the faint of heart in some ways. <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't you can't be timid in going or shy and in going into this expecting to have like some kind of like campy film like you got to be prepared. You gotta be prepared. <laughs> yeah, there's there's some scenes in there that are in there for shock and awe for very specific reasons. That's that's how I was with Cannibal Holocaust and Serbian film, because like mm-hmm. I like I watched Cannibal Holocaust cost and then a couple years later they had I think it was a YouTube video that was talking about it and they were talking about horror movies that didn't turn out the way people wanted them to but they blew up for other reasons and the producer of Cannibal Holocaust had to prove that all of the cast members that were in the film were still alive yeah no I remember that whole thing and that was also the thing too is that like I I don't think like Cannibal Holocaust Cannibal Holocaust is like especially nowadays it's considered a more tame in some ways but still very graphic oh very that's the controversy that makes the movie like obviously more sought after and everyone's like oh yeah we got to talk about this film and unfortunately like that's with a lot of things that's why i feel like again oversaturation or the popularity of things is not always necessarily a good thing because it's either you're making a bad movie look really good or vice versa making a really good movie look bad Yeah, like I like I would love I like me personally, I would love another horror boom like we had when Halloween came out, how we just kind of like I see that's what I tell my wife. Like I I'm always wanting more horror movies, but it's like the ones that don't come out around Halloween are never like fantastic. But it's either like October to like March are like the sweet horror movies. But even then, there's still a lot of hit or misses. And like, but when they hit, they hit. (laughs) Yeah, like. God, what was that one movie? White Noise. White Noise for me, that came out in like the middle of summer, uh, like, mm-hmm. uh, like middle school. I can't remember. I remember summer movie. movies. Summer horror used to be pop and we got the Final Destinations. We got like My Bloody Valentine and stuff yes. like that. I, I liked My Bloody Valentine because it had one of my favorite actors in the, at the time in it as the big bad which was Jensen Ackles because yeah. at that at that time was when he was growing in popularity because of Supernatural and I I was a day one watcher of Supernatural I watched it on the CW when they released the pilot and then I waited a week for them to actually start the first season because the yeah. pilot they, they they aired the pilot on like a Wednesday or Thursday night or Tuesday or Wednesday night excuse me and then like a week later is when they were like we got green lit for the show here's 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 the first three episodes and i was just like ah <laughs> that pilot they they shot on a very low they shot on a very low budget and everything like that and it just kind of became a 15 year ride for me and i, I haven't gotten past season six so don't crucify me but no, no. I, I do remember that rise of the the popularity with him because i remember uh, it was him and My Bloody Valentine, and then I can't remember the actor's Jared name. Padalecki. Who played, 
yeah him and him being in friday the 13th like i was like they're hitting bigger milestones in ways because i always see like it's it's funny how some people go from like the tv to action star into like humble like movies or stick in the action phase but like for them it's like tv stars into horror movies into doing whatever the fuck they want now (laughs) yeah and you know it's you know it's really funny both of them got their starts on soap opera jared yeah jared got his start on one tree hill and then i might have this backwards jared got his start on one tree hill and jensen got his start on gilmore girls reverse jared was on gilmore girls the reason why i know that is because his name is dean in that show and i always see him as sam so i'm always like look at sam and my wife is all no that's dean i was all no dean's different (laughs) (laughs) dean is way different she's all well he was dean first (laughs) it's like yeah so i I, I know him (laughs) yeah it's like how you guys met met jared padalecki and jensen ackles how i met jensen and jared yeah but yeah i loved i loved supernatural because they covered a lot of the paranormal and supernatural horror yeah. because and along with the folklore and a lot of that too oh, yeah yeah because i mean i mean even though the show was called supernatural they had entities they had possessions they had hauntings they had it all and they had so many things uh my favorite episode i think it was like season four or season five was when they do the whole episode in black and white and it's all like 1930s base where you see the the, the mummy and you that see like the creature from Black yeah. Lagoon. Yeah, I love that episode. My my I have I have three I have three favorite and it's because they're funny. My first favorite is Yellow Fever. Basically, Dean catches a ghost sickness. That's where he and he's always scared of scared everything. Of everything. Yeah, and the cat. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and th- that that one's my that one's my my top favorite. The mystery spot, which is where Dean dies repeatedly, and he just keeps uh, Sam keeps getting woken up to in the heat of the moment. And <laughs> that's my second favorite. My third favorite is the crossover with Scooby Doo. I haven't seen that one. That's it's way later great. in the season. I know our series. I know that, but yeah, I, uh, I did hear that was a very good crossover. Season fourteen. Yeah, because, that's way deep. Because, because <laughs> like everyone says their their catchphrase when they find a dead body, you got jinkies, jeepers, zoinks, rut row, and then and then son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like I, I loved it. It was great. But yeah, there was there was there was a couple episodes in there that are like. But those are my top three favorite ones because they, to me those were the funniest because I liked the I liked when they went from having like Sam trying to prove to Dean that he's not crazy to Dean dying a different way than Sam remembers and him like they, they just cut to where it just starts happening faster where Dean's like sitting there and they're eating tacos and he looks at Sam and he goes these tacos taste funny to you he eat them and it's just like my god because that, that one's that one's so funny that one is hands down my 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 biggest my biggest favorite of the three I didn't name them in, in order but yeah it goes a mystery spot yellow fever and then the scooby-doo one in that order but yeah like i i love supernatural for what it did because it got me back like i liked horror prior to but supernatural is what got me back into horror and and watching fair, fair. and watching movies all over again because i like i left it alone because of drag me to hell I I love Sam Raimi, so I loved Drag Me to Hell, but I know it's not everybody's cup of tea. Like, yeah. so I know it's very, very campy. It's very, but it's very Sam Raimi. Like, I, I, I love Sam Raimi so much. Like, I love Darkman as well. Like, Darkman is one Darkman, of my favorite yeah. things. But it's 
Sam Raimi does no wrong to me. I fucking silly goober. I love him. There, there's another uh, supernatural creature horror movie that I'm trying to remember the name of that I never got a part three to that I really wanted to. There was oh god, hold on. I gotta, I gotta Google it. Like part of me for like would love prequels of certain things, but I hate prequels because you already have the middle side of the story or the end of the story, and why waste that time trying to do the beginning again and like tell the tale all over? Like I use the thing as a prime example, but yeah. I just really wish they didn't use as much CG. They, they had all these animatronics and props and the director was just like, Oh, this looks like a bad eighties movie. I don't like this anymore. I want to, I want to end this. And it was like, dude, you, they look so much better than the CG we got. I hear this. This it was called, wait, hold on. It was called night watch. It was a, uh, Dan- I almost, I almost said it was Russian, but it was Danish. It was a Danish film where it, it, like a whole bunch, like a war between light and dark happened. Like you had your vampires and your werewolves versus like your angels and your saints and stuff like that. And it was it, like, and it avoids any like religious, any religious aspect of it. But like you have your like your light side and your dark side and they were at war for a while. And then out of nowhere, they made a peace. They made a peace treaty between each other. And let me see. I, th- I think it might've been, it might've been, yeah, Nightwatch 2004. Here it is. But it basically what happens is that the dark side watches over the daytime to make sure that there's no light side users doing crazy stuff. And then the light side watches over the nighttime for the dark side to make sure that there's no dark side users doing anything crazy. And it follows this guy. No fuckery. Yeah. And they, they, it's 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 a great movie. They made a one and two. They were supposed to make a third one. I don't know what happened to the third one, but the third one was supposed to end the series. And the first the first two were great. It was like they were just I, I enjoyed it. It was a great movie, had a great story. It was very paranormal. Like the guy, he goes to chase down a vampire. And what he does to chase a vampire is in that world, you temporarily become a vampire if you drink some vampire blood. Like you get the same powers as them for a short period of time. So he's sitting on the train with like these big ass glasses on, looking like a looking like a crazy person. And he's just like sitting there trying to find this vampire. And like he's looking at humans and seeing like their circulatory system and stuff like that like it's cgi but it's really done it's really done well cgi for that time period and it like it's just a really long story if you haven't watched it i do recommend it oh it was a russian it was a russian urban film a russian urban fantasy sorry supernatural thriller directed by timur long 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 last name (laughs) beck beckman bev Betov. Yeah. But yeah, it was called it was just called Night Watch and it came out in 2004 and it's 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 a really good really good film. It was crazy. And yeah, that was that was one that I wanted to see a third third version of because I'm not a big I'm not big on a whole lot of horror sequels, but that was one horror sequel that I really wanted to see. Yeah, no, horror sequels especially like when like that's one of the things I always say with the slasher films in general. They like to do a lot of movies, which I really like the lot of movies, but at the same time, you start to spread yourself too thin and then you have to reboot the franchise and whatnot. But that's what I liked about like Freddy one and three are like my all time favorites. The rest of them, you can take them or leave them. We just don't talk about two. And then like Friday the 13th, there's a couple that I like. I think it's like one, two, four and five. I really like I've spent a long time since I've seen a Myers marathon, but that's like the main ones I go to when I think of slasher. And yeah, when you look at the long catalog, a lot of them are bad. <laughs> 
when you look at the short catalog, like of the like fan favorites and stuff like that, you can just stick with those ones and call it good. Yeah, because <coughs> the name of the sequel is called Daywatch. You have Nightwatch and you have Daywatch, and there was supposed to be another one. I don't know what the third one was supposed to be called, but yeah, yeah. Like, there's not a whole lot of horror movies that make my favorites list as far as sequels. Like, I like I consider Michael Myers from Carpenter a different Michael Myers than we got from zombie and the 2018 and the final zombies was supposed to be drastically different in a lot of ways, but like he was still more human than like supernatural entity in a way, but I could still take a wallop and whatnot. The zombie one I like as the one too. I really appreciate it for what it is just being the duo and being as they are. And I I don't like the second one more, but I do appreciate it. Um, I do like, I think like one of the very few examples is like Friday the 13th. The first and second one are almost like copy paste, like just random person killing but at least you know who the killer is in the second one now as opposed to the first one it was a very mystery you know it's like who's doing all this killing yeah and then the rumor spreads jason of everything and blah 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 yeah and then freaking turns out to be his crazy mom and and that was that was what threw me for a loop is because i watched oh god what was it i think i either watched the third one or the fifth one before i watched the first one hold on let me see i'm I'm gonna google it and i'll be able to tell you and i considered (laughs) i considered like a very drastic change from the first two because he wasn't supernatural in the second one he was still a normal human being hillbilly buddy yeah and he you know became a supernatural in the third one because by that time he had already been you know dragged down to the bottom of crystal lake blah 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 but like jason x we don't we don't we don't talk about that that like that's also what i'm saying like you spread yourself so thin like yeah. jason x like you get to a point where you're like man these are so bad <laughs> yeah and that's that's another i think that should be a different sub genre is you have space horror and then horror that went to space because yeah like, your space horror is like alien and and some alien, of the credits, event horizon space odyssey 2001 yeah you could also even use fuck i just had it in my head well you have life you have uh, cloverfield paradox yeah. like in space horror oh there's another one that i had in my head and i just forgot it bugging me oh well it'll come back yeah. to me hopefully and then you have your horror that went to space you have your you have your hellraiser mm-hmm. you have your jason x i'm glad freddie myers never went to space that would have it was died. weird that early 2000s was weird like i said it was unhinged in weird ways like we got a lot of space horror movies that were like different not like event horizon which i love that movie oh my god i'm that's, sorry that's why i, I love i was wrong i watched six before i watched one but you're saying i'm sorry oh, like that's what made me love dead space so much is that it felt very event horizon the ship being like this possessed thing along with like alien where you have all these monsters coming after you like that's what made me love dead space one for the very first time back yeah. in 08 but like i love event horizon a lot of people haven't really seen that movie and it makes me sad because i love that movie is that the is that the one where oh god what's his sam name? fisher and sam fisher my god lawrence fishburne and sam neill are in it and and then at the end of it like basically they're in the middle of like a or was it was that something else oh what was that other one that's what it was pandora uh, pandora oh uh, pandorum 
I think Pandorum with uh Oh, why am I drawing a blank on his name? Yeah, I see his yeah. face. Yeah, that was the one I was thinking of because Sam Neely goes crazy and he ends up in the middle of that like spherical room with like his eyes cut out well, and stuff. Well, that's the thing is like as the ship goes through a black hole and comes back from the uh, planes of hell is essentially what it is. Why the fuck yeah. am I drawing a blank on his name? I totally forgot about it. I need to watch that again. I have not watched Event Dennis Quaid. Forever. Dennis, Dennis Quaid, Quaid yeah. is, that's, that's his name I was thinking of, and Pandorum, because it's Ben Foster and Dennis Quaid in that movie, and I really liked that movie. It's different, but it reminded me of Event Horizon a lot in yeah. some ways. I, I, I really love that movie. I can see that. I can see that being a thing, yeah, because with me, I, I watched Event Horizon not when it first came out, but I think it was, oh God, how old was I? when I watched that because it came out I just looked it up Event Horizon came out in 1997 so I would have been five when it came out oh my god and I'm, I'm only two years younger than you but my god that makes me feel weird yeah and I right. wait no wait yeah you were born in 92 yeah yeah I'll, I'll be 32 this year don't remind me be 34 but, and just to think we knew each other when meet fun fact sidebar aside from horror I met Miz when he was 31 he met me when I was 28 and now we've been friends for going on four years now yeah i will be 32 he will now be 34 even though he looks younger than me don't come at me <laughs> well i also let this cross so like it fucking makes me look different this is the yeah. first, actually this is the first time this is on yeah, yeah time, technically is, and so if you made it this far into the podcast let us know what you how how you like mrs beard and what he should try next because he's got to keep it for the next year. That was a part yeah. of that was a part of a stream deal that he he made. I was not yeah. a part of it, but it's nice to have another bearded friend. I've been getting a lot of beard compliments, like "Oh, welcome to the beard club, brother." <laughs> yeah, it's it it it, it it's I, no pun intended. Please don't take it this way, but it grows on you after a while. Well, I was gonna say none of that. The letting it all grow it doesn't look as bad. But when I used to like shave the sides and stuff, dude, I look so stereotypical Mexican. It's not even funny. All I need is a <laughs> landscaping business, and you fucking find me in anywhere. <laughs> and change, change your first name to like Pablo. Yeah. Or fucking but, Miguel. But yeah, when I watched Event Horizon, it like it. it I'm not because it, it was that was very like paranormal in space because I mean they did go through hell and all that fun stuff but they're like it threw me for such a loop that like I kind of went down a rabbit hole because it wasn't this was this was like pre like I could go on YouTube and look up how to's on how to fix any car ever made from like 1913 to now and you know this was this was back when like you'd click on you click on YouTube and you might see friggin red versus blue pewdiepie and and old old markiplier and all that jacksepticeye all of them yeah. yeah like this was like way back then so this is probably like god you're talking like 2010 2009 era if not earlier oh my god i think i, I think i saw event horizon in like 06 07 no it was 07 it was 07 because they were celebrating the 10-year release and i rented it from blockbuster what was that what was that <laughs> Yeah, as they were like winding down. But yeah, they had like a big 10 year celebration release around the film and stuff like that. And I was like, I'll this. I'll rent it and watched it at a friend's house. And me and him were like sitting there like, what was that? And then come out to find out if Neil, if Neilman, there, there was like a there was like a back when like 4chan just got its legs. And there was like a bunch of like blogs, not vlogs, blogs, BL. O-G-S. 
God, I'm dating myself so bad. But but there was a bunch of blogs online that you could look up and go to and find chat rooms where people were discussing movies and stuff like that before before Reddit, before subreddits, before friggin' wiki. Uh, Wikipedia was like real, real big. There was a few things on Wikipedia back then, but they, there was a discussion on whether or not Neilman, uh, Neilman's character in the movie was possessed or not. And I, th- my vote was, I think he was my friend's take on it was that because they went through the black hole, came out on the other side, had gone through the passage of hell. He had seen so much hell that it had warped his brain into a hellscape itself. So therefore he wasn't possessed, but he was at home in hell. So he was trying to make hell in space. You know what I mean? I get you. I get you. It's more of like he he accepted the darkness and everything that came through with it and everything and just said, fuck it. We're all going down with this ship. Yeah. Yeah, and that was another that was another fan theory too because like dude when I tell you that was like the fledgling era of like of like 4chan this was like people like oh yeah I totally agree but this is my thesis on it not like lol noob you also You're gotta wrong. remember that's when like Facebook was first being introduced around a lot of more of the teens and everything like that because we still had uh, MySpace oh MySpace <laughs> where we all learned to code and, and, and every other person's best friend was a hack dude dude i remember but i think it was a tumblr post that's also dating myself uh, there was a tumblr post that was all uh, when we used to like uh, someone said like we should make a website where you can like post with your own thoughts so i saw with like blogging and so on and so forth and have music playing in the background and i was like dude does no one told them about myspace that was literally the thing we coded our shit so you can have your top five songs playing all the time whenever someone visited yeah. our page showed how yeah. cool we were <laughs> freaking sin- freaking you log on you log on your myspace it's like let's see how my top five are doing like that like oh my god like you could code it to where you had a top 10 too at one point in time i remember that but what cracked me up was that i would always save my my number one spot for who i was dating at the time sidebar complete sidebar i think that's all of us because we got a simp in our fucking youth yeah i would i would save my top space for who i was dating at the time and when i would break up my best friend was my was like my number two or number three and then i had my brother my number two or number three i forgot the order in which i had all of this so long ago but they would slide up into that number one spot so everybody would be like oh jimmy's dating tommy again oh and i'm like no 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 not that (laughs) that's always the funny thing too is that it's like you meet a new friend, you put them in your top eight, and then you have your other friend. Why the fuck did you remove you from? Oh my god, the stupid drama that would happen, <laughs> dude! Oh my god, I get it now. It's like it's so childish, but it's like we were teens, we we're going through hormones and all this other yeah. shit. But it's the funniest shit looking back on it. Like we used to get upset at the simplest things. It really was. I had I I. I, this wasn't this was not me. I didn't experience this, but I witnessed it. I saw a fist fight between two former best friends because someone got bumped from their number two spot to their number three spot because their grandma had made a MySpace. Not even kidding. Like I was like, I was like, what were they fighting about? And my buddy goes, oh, you didn't hear. I forgot the dude's name. I'll just say, Jared. oh, my God. I'll just say Jared for 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 story's sake. And he was like, oh. yeah, Jared. Jared got bumped from Michael's number two to number three spot because Michael's grandma made a MySpace. And I was like, old people on MySpace? What? (laughs) And that's the funny thing, too, is I remember when Facebook started coming out and everyone had a Facebook and it was just like, you have all your friends. And it's like, oh, my mom wants to join now. And then I 
look at it now, it's like, dude, all of our parents are on it and I'm not even touching that thing. <laughs> I, I go on there for memes and to check up on some old friends that I don't have their phone numbers for anymore. Same. That's like literally to keep in touch with home and whatever other stuff. But it's not like yeah. I don't post shit on Facebook. Yeah, no, I, I think the last thing I posted on there was from whoa, 20. My wife posts more on there than I do. Yeah, I think I think I posted on there last time, like 2015. I posted anything on that probably like six years ago, five years ago. Oh, my God. The freaking the, the 2000s were like the Wild West times of both horror movies and the Internet, because that was like. Dude. I think that's everyone's horror story is fucking unfiltered internet. Oh my God. <laughs> Unregulated internet. I think that's where everyone can like bond with. I remember like with LimeWire, I'm going to download this music and then, you know, get beheading videos. It's like, cool. That's not what I wanted. <laughs> I wanted Linkin Park numb. <laughs> like, I, I remember one time I, I was, because I didn't have LimeWire on my PC because I, oh, this is like back when, before I even started building PCs. So I didn't know anything about like code. I didn't know anything about coding. I didn't know anything about PC parts. I didn't know how to download software properly. But what I did was on my friend's on my friend's mom's PC, because she would always download LimeWire for us and then she'd give it to she put it on her MP3 players, yes, MP3 players back when you couldn't have your phone and music in the same spot. Um, you had to either have bigger boombox and have the batteries to run that bitch, or you had a portable speaker that sounded like shit. <laughs> <laughs> I really felt those lyrics. And there's always that sweet it's too low and then you go too high it's like fuck I can't hear the lyrics and then also the thing I miss the most I miss the most I miss for my games I miss for my music I miss having inside cover like paper to have all the lyrics for every song so I can learn it yeah or a fucking game book yeah I loved uh, uh, and like oh my god that was that was like what SoundCloud was back then like you were like yeah it was it was it was so funny because like you you didn't know if you were actually getting the song you wanted or something else actually the something else (laughs) and god forbid if you freaking had like one of those mp3 players like the ipods the freaking what was up zunes that could play zunes or nanos i remember when they like you were able to buy off itunes fucking movies and people were watching them on those breaks with like two inch screens like freaking like that big of like a say like like let's say like this like about that big of a fucking screen like it is that's a better representation right there. Yeah. That, that big of a screen is what people were watching that on. Look at this. Like this thing is, well, you can't even see it right. This thing is super tiny. Yeah. And, like people were like this watching movies on their goddamn iPod. <laughs> we watch, leave me alone. I'm watching Tokyo Drift. Can you see it? No. Oh my God. Fucking, oh my God. Like I actually watched, no joke. I actually watched Fre- Freddy versus Jason for the first time on a Zoom. Oh my God. <laughs> like I was going, I was going on a road trip with a friend. We were going to, to, a friend's to a friend's family's like I I wasn't rich he wasn't rich but we had a rich friend and the rich friend's family had like a beach house and we were oh like God. we were like a beach Fancy. house what is that and they're like you want to go and we're like yeah he's like yeah you guys are invited come on and we're like okay so we we were going up to it and you got him the the rich the, the friend with the rich parents in the middle and us two poor 
kids in the middle with a friggin' headphone splitter jack, a three-way splitter jack plugged into the plugged into the Zune with three pairs of headphones and a friggin' tiny two-inch screen like this, sitting shoulder to shoulder with each other, watching Freddy versus Jason like this. It legit could it it barely fit in your hand because of how thick it was because it was like that thick, but it was like that wide. And you're like, we grew up with some of the worst shit and the best shit. And then now they're trying to bring it back. Like, have you seen the new AirPods holder? They have a touchscreen on end. It's literally a nano. It's an iPod nano. Legitly an iPad nano or an iPod shuffle that had a screen. Oh, my God. Why? (laughs) Hey, you remember that thing we came out with 15 years ago? Yeah. Bring it back. What? (laughs) Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be a hit with the kids because they're not going to know. And we're going to be like, you guys are idiots. Oh, my God. We had that. That's not TikTok about it. It made me laugh so much. I, I, I'm I'm sorry, but I think our generation, from the millennial generation, we we are the only generation to have experienced this this form of technology to where like we progress so far to where we have to regress a little bit. Yeah, no, I was going to say, like, I always tell everybody too. like, I feel like I'm, I'm so privileged, like 80s and 90s kids, I feel like are the most privileged because they have the best of the past technology. They grew up with so many people that had so many like different upbringing so you had your like rotary phones your pay phones you had all this like generational trauma unfortunately at the same time around you but like you got to see everybody's living like you got to see unfortunately like your friends of friends or family of friends that were like on hard times you had your friends that were like uppity uppity and then as you're growing up you see that dynamic shift or whatever happened but you also see like that technological growth and you're growing with it like we're at a point now where I feel like almost anybody can like really do whatever they want now like YouTube is like an actual career. Streaming is an actual career. You told that you could tell that to anyone 10, 15 years ago, they'd be pointing and laughing at you. Like you're wasting your life. That's never going to yeah. be a job. Influencer was never a big thing, really, unless you were either a band, a model or someone that's been on TV. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like, look at it this way, like Jack Septicai, friggin like 10, 15 years ago, he was he was just a funny dude on YouTube playing Happy Wheels. Now he's in a movie with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Like, it's insane how life happens. And like, if you told that to anybody that, hey, in 15 years time you're gonna blow up and be one of the most famous people on the internet which is like everybody's go-to thing to be on everyone would be like no that's impossible or like those those people that like got their ego so filled that they thought they would make it and or not but whatever happened happens but it's still just in the fact that like i remember like when a new game was coming out you look forward to your like favorite youtubers and playing it like i think now we're at a different time at least for me i'm just like i just look for stupid funny silly moments now like yeah. i don't care if they play a brand new game but like I, like also now being able to like hey i'm stuck on this achievement i want or this walkthrough you actually have so many people doing that like back in the day if there wasn't one that had like a hundred thousand views at least you were fucked because you're like no one's playing this. Views. you're like no one's playing this game no one's figured it out yet or a good way to figure it out fuck yeah and i mean you couldn't just google it because that was back when google was an actual like search why, engine not for like 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 movie where guy wears a hat were you talking about were you talking about roadhouse it's like yes i was talking about roadhouse like back then you'd be like how to get blank achievement game 
PS3. And then yeah. like, they would come up with like 50,000 searches talking about the review of the game, the game's like leveling system, the freaking this, that, and the other. It was just like, my God. Like the biggest thing I used it for back then was movie reviews because I would be taking either a friend, a friend of a, a, a group of friends, and me would be going to see a movie or me and somebody that I was dating or I would just be going to go watch a movie by myself because I was a teenager you know that was like the cool thing to do to get out of the house like I'm gonna go to the movies and now it's like now it's like everybody and I'm not shitting on anyone's dreams but everybody and and now everyone's like I want to make it big on YouTube I want to make it big on Twitch I want to make it big on kick I want to make it big on TikTok and it's like for some people it takes effort for some people it's effortless and you know I feel like I don't feel it's like a time thing like the more time I feel you can actually dedicate to it the better but like that's also the thing is you're you're playing a huge gamble yeah I know we kind of diverted a little bit but like you're playing such a huge gamble with that because like as of right now I mean if you were to tell like most YouTubers who are like literally only have all their eggs in the basket of like YouTube and streaming and they get banned off of one of those platforms. Like they are now like hindered significantly. Uh, yeah, I would agree because it's like I hate to talk about it. I, the whole you brought up home invasion, something really recently that happened with Sniper Wolf. Like every. Like, yeah. Like the whole like that whole drama. I'm not going to put my two cents on it, but she only got a 14 day ban or a, a 30 day m- monetization thing on YouTube. Like if you and I would have done that, if I would have been like, hey, I'm at Mrs. House taking a took a selfie. Should I go inside showing the freaking address on one, two, three Main Street in the middle of nowhere? Like, that's it. No stream. No stream for Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like there's just so many things that like you you put so many eggs in the basket. Like I'm I like doing it as a hobby. I'm, I'm happy doing it as a hobby. If it takes off, it takes off. But I'm not going to quit my day job. I, I prefer my day job, honestly. <laughs> yeah, like like I mean, if I start making like if I start making money with it, cool. If not, I'm still a retired. I'm still a retired stay at home dad. That makes it that makes his family happy. That's all that matters. Oh, yeah, exactly. And, and, and helping friends. You know, I help friends help friends on the side and do a bunch of other side hustles and it, 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 it's it's just one of those things that's like i'm happy that's what matters to me if you're yeah. if you're not happy figure out what's making you not happy go from there agreed because like i i feel i feel that's like kind of a weird tie-in but i feel like that's what's going wrong with a lot of horror cinema today like like i mean in the last couple of years we've had a lot more misses than we've had hits but the ones that hit 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 well i mean like i would say in the past five years there's been a lot more movies that stand out to me in recent memory yeah. than there has been in the past like 10 years like i always still like credit like black phone oculus as above so below with i think that's been like 10 years though but like there's certain horror movies that have stuck with me smile stuck with me in the past couple yeah. of years um malignant obviously i love that movie uh like there's just certain movies that have like hit home more but like there's like so many that are just like mediocre that's like oh. everyone likes to talk about the mediocre ones uh, as above so below came out in 2014 so yeah, yeah right at 10 years but yeah uh, I, I, I hate that i know that but yeah i like i i liked as above so below i don't to me that one was very psychological it's very psychological, but I can also consider it with like like the demon. So I almost put the rope it in with like religious horror personally because it has to deal yeah. with heaven, hell, blah blah blah. But I, I do consider it more psychological because it fucks with your head so much. It's so good though. I oh really love. God, yeah, I love it. 
Oh my God. Yeah. Like that. I think my favorite scene was the burning car. That was a, that was a very unique scene. My favorite scene personally, oof, I still think is either the very first kill when they get upside down or, oh, yeah. or the, when they enter the water and just your entire sound audio cue just goes all muffled. And like the first time we saw that, me and my wife were like, okay, that's the movie. Okay. Like, hey, like, is this, the, is this the hearing test? Do I need to press a button? Yeah, that's exactly how I felt. Cause when it happened, it was just immediately like my entire like vision got distorted for a second. I was like, whoa, that caught me off guard. I was not expecting audio cue difference right then and there. It was just really good. Yeah. There now there there is a part in the water scene where some people saw a face right when she submerged. And there was another there was another part where like they saw the face later on before she resurfaced. I, I haven't I, paid that too much attention. But like there's so many good things about it. Like I do like combining subgenres in ways, but I do. I, I guess my main one I would always go for is still body horror. Yeah. And that's not I, in this conversation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, body horror, body horror plays a part into, I'd say a good, like 70%, 60 to 70% of most horror movies. Well, I mean, if you consider like, depending on how they do certain things to be considered yeah. body horror. Yeah. I was also thinking of like, it's usually lumped in though with either a slasher or B it's in like monster movies. So I always throw it in like super natural and so on and so yeah. forth like i always still use like the prime example as the thing like that's always the one i always go to that or yeah. the fly yeah well, the remake that, of the fly 1987 with Joe, jeff goldblum yeah oh my god I, lo- I love the fact that that was just jeff goldblum he wasn't he wasn't yeah. even acting that was just jeff goldblum he's just being his little self yeah no i i love the deterioration of him Oh my God. Yeah. Cause it, it's just done so well. You, you slowly see the descent into him becoming the fly and it's not mm-hmm. so much, not so much like a werewolf flick. It's like, no, it's the first full moon right after I've gotten bit. Ah, it was like, yeah. just slow like, burn. And I, I enjoyed that aspect of it because like, it, like even the slimy parts, I was just like, Oh, I love it. Yeah. Especially like when he's like, I love how you see him like become so bad. And it's like just a fast decline afterwards. But like that yeah. slow, like 45 minute burn into the last like 20 minutes, just falling out of everything. It's so good. Yeah. I, th- I think the part that like wasn't wasn't bad. It just was unsettling for me was when he pulled out his teeth. Oh, I love that scene. That's one of my favorite scenes. So fun fact, like when me and my mom saw Prometheus and after he's infected and he's looking through his whole body and everything, me and my mom were like, that's very uh, like the fly reminiscent. And then when the other dude that was affected that was killing everybody when we saw that spot we we're like this is very thing like so like we very picked yeah. up on that stuff but that's what made me love it is just how again real it looks and feels yeah i would agree because it was like it wasn't it wasn't overly it, it wasn't overly cgi'd and it wasn't underdone on the prosthetics because like yeah they they put in the prosthetics where they needed to and then they cgi'd where they needed to and i think it was a very well done combo for prometheus because i'm also biased because i love ridley scott so (laughs) that's fair ridley scott is another one that has done no wrong by me but then again you know ridley scott has ties into alien Prometheus, some of the Predator movies. Um, I love, I love, I love a lot of his movies. I haven't seen his entire filmography, but I, there's I a lot of his that I love. But like I said, I'm very biased when it comes to certain directors and or things, yeah. just because of like they've done something that touched me. Like again, Alien being one of my favorite films. Like Ridley Scott's always going to be one of my favorites. 
Mm-hmm. Glenn Miller being one of my favorite directors because he did the Mad Max films and I love Fury Road. Oh my God. I enjoyed Fury I enjoyed Fury Road. Even though it wasn't wasn't the original Mad Max that we had, it was a different Mad Max to me. It wasn't yes, no, like I, a I, reboot. It was a conti- kind of a kind of a continuation. It was a con- kind of continuation, kind of a reboot kind of thing. But what I've like I just that's like the one of the very few movies I have seen more than once in a theater because I loved it that much. I needed to see it again and again and again. I yeah. love that movie. I honestly think that Tom Hardy did a great job. Well, I mean, I'm also kind of biased towards Tom Hardy because I think he's just a phenomenal actor. I've got but a I friend now. Did, I think he did great in that role. No, it's a t- it's a t- it's a kitty. Yeah, it's a kitty, not a titty there, Jimmy. <laughs> I was like, I know the word. I'm trying to say it. Just, it's just cat. He's like, it's a tit. It's a tit. It's a tit. It's a kitty. But yeah, I I think he did really well in that in that role because Tom Hardy to me is one of the more I wouldn't say better, but greater method actors because like look at the look at the diet look at the shape that he was in between his film Bronson the one that uh, he Dark Knight Rises Warrior yeah. and that yeah no he like, honestly he he I know he's bigger in the Dark Knight Rises like volume and muscular wise but he just looks so huge in Warrior I know it's he, like the camera angles and so on and so forth but he just looks massive in that movie it's because he's all detailed he did a really like he's he's I didn't know this but he's a he's big into into Brazilian jiu-jitsu or, or, or jiu-jitsu I, there's a difference I, I don't know exactly what the difference is please don't crucify me I know there is a difference but it's either Brazilian jiu-jitsu or he's a jiu-jitsu he's, a, he's, a, he's either a pr- practitioner of jiu-jitsu or brazilian jiu-jitsu and i didn't i didn't know that until relatively recently and for his role between from bronson to dark knight rises to warrior he did a bulking he did bulking between bronson to dark knight and then he did a really strenuous workout regiment to warrior so that way he could look more muscular and fit versus muscular and strong whereas like mm-hmm. he wanted to be more muscular and strong for dark knight versus warrior but i could honestly see him being like a my bloody valentine type killer for yeah. anyone that hasn't seen that it was jensen ackles because he was trauma he, he, it was it was trauma that made him go crazy and he turned into the killer of that movie from when the first one because the first one was the original killer second one was a not it wasn't a remake it was a continuation if i remember correctly and then i don't know i haven't seen that movie since high school <laughs> same like, i remember I, I went to go watch it on valentine's day with again someone i was dating and we went and watched it and we had a good time it was you know it was great it was a great movie for you know a date night because that's Mm -hmm. what it was made for because it came out on valentine's day (laughs) yeah no i also fucking miss like that's going back in time real quick i've missed like being in high school getting your friends together and go to movies or just to go hang out and do stupid shit like why do we have to grow up man and be responsible adults sucks (laughs) yeah like i I wish i could go spend 15 bucks at the theater get a ticket and some in a in a in a large popcorn and i have to worry about taking out a, a mortgage <laughs> yeah movie theaters are super expensive nowadays man i haven't been in the theaters in the hot minute but yeah 
It's got to be something I really want to watch for me to go to the movies now. Last one I saw was Last Voyage of the Demeter, and it was it was all right. It was. I haven't seen it yet. I've been wanting to watch it, but I'm waiting for it. To uh, come yeah. I wish there was more blood personally, but I also wish like it was faster pacing because there's a very there's a lot of like down spots where I'm like, I get that. The, what what actually caught my eye with that movie was the part where they showed it in the trailer or they showed it in a trailer, not the trailer, excuse me, was where the guy was climbing up the rigging of the ship to get away from Dracula and he looks down and he sees him climbing up the rigging after him and he just looks at him and he freezes and then Dracula smiles yeah and then starts coming up the rope and starts coming up the ropes faster and I was just like that like seeing him smile like that with that set of teeth and it not being CGI'd to death was like that gave unsettling yeah (laughs) that gave me chills but in a good way because i whereas like you're an audiophile i'm more of a visual person like i i love don't get me wrong i love my audio too i think that should be a totally different you know thing like every every horror movie like you said does need its audio cues and stuff like that and certain things that when you hear you're like but like the visual aspect of it if it's cgi to death i'm just like no i agree i I know where you're coming from trust that's like i was one of the complaints i was making was like the prequel to the thing i like i would prefer the animatronics that you see behind the scenes than what we got as the CG. Yeah, I, I wish they would have kept the friggin' animatronics for that one because the CGI... It just ruined the movie. It really did. It didn't feel the same. It was just like hard to take seriously especially coming from the, the first one like yeah the prosthetics and the animatronics on that whole movie is fantastic i can never get bored of watching that movie i can I, watch that movie all the time i i watched the director's cut and i actually watched the the making of for that because a friend of mine had the blu-ray version of it and i like how they did the part where the guy's head come like elongates on the neck and everything mm-hmm. like that because they had like one person that was controlling the head with like a wire system and then they had some someone that was controlling the, like the legs and the arms and stuff like that with another system. And they had another person that was controlling the body. It was coming from with another system. And I was just like, yeah, that's, that's all fucking just their controls and stuff. They do such a good job with it. Like I said, that's what I love about animatronics. Like you, you bring something real, like, you know, it's fake, but like it's a physical thing that's more scary than a heavily CG thing. Yeah, I would. I agree. And I feel like the second one was just way too much CGI. Yeah, it just it it could have been great. I feel like I would have appreciated it more if it had the animatronics. But yeah, no, it's just not good. (laughs) No, it was not good. Not at all. I I sorry. I just I just looked over at my second screen, which has all the info up for as above, so below on it. And I did not realize it. But the as above, so below had a five to ten million dollar budget. I thought it did a good job with it. Yeah, I thought so, too. I would like to see how they did the. I would honestly like to see how they did the set for that, because I don't feel like they were actually like in like in an enclosed space like they tried to make it feel like I think that that, you know, I wouldn't be surprised, but I'm pretty sure they also did do like a lot of modeling and stuff like that, which I would really still like to be. I need to watch the behind the scenes on that. I haven't seen the behind the scenes on that one yet. Yeah, a lot of the horror movies that I, I truly love and enjoy, I like to watch the behind the scenes, too, because it's just oh, same. It, I mean, I just love behind the scenes. Like I said, my brother got me into that stupid shit. <laughs> yeah it, another another guilty pleasure of mine that's like i love to watch is horror movie bloopers oh yeah no bloopers in general are just hilarious but like especially like i feel like the more serious the movie is or like a horror movie and stuff like that the funnier they are 
oh my god yeah like the what got me into that was rob zombies halloween and the bloopers because they had one scene where like michael was supposed to go into a house and he couldn't open the door so he like what like the actor that's playing michael like walks over to the window and knocks on the window and he's like i was like okay that's funny because <laughs> like you expect in like those serious movies everything to just happen flawlessly <laughs> yeah but it never there's always those outtakes and stuff. it's just it's great i love them oh yeah I, I I love watching horror movie like that should be a genre in and of itself is horror movie bloopers. Dude, I would love that. See, honestly, I love bloopers. Just knowing what was supposed to happen and seeing what you get. Like one of my favorite ones is still from chapter one, which is where Georgie goes to grab the boat and goes, go here, Georgie, take it. And he goes, thanks. And he just runs away. And he's just like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's, it's so good. But like, it's just stupid shit like that. You're just like, those are the best. Yeah. Just have fun with it. That's what yeah. I love. And and Bill Skarsgård, the actor that played it, he can like make his eyes go yeah. in different directions. And the actor that played, oh God, what's his name? He's a comedian. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember his name, but he's the one that played Richie. Yeah, and, and he didn't know that he could do that in real life. And he's like, hey, how you did that in the first movie or how they did that with the CGI and stuff like that was really great. And he goes, oh, you mean this? And just goes, and that's one of my favorite stills from the set is because he does it. And the guy's like, <laughs> yeah, he's seen, like freaking out. Yeah, I know. I love those sets, photos. I, I'm, I'm going to find a way to put that up somewhere so that way everyone else can see it, too, because like <laughs> it's just Bill Skarsgård just making a funny face and like doing the eye thing because his eyes go and then you got the action he's like horrified it's so good oh my god yeah i would i would love i would love to see more horror movie bloopers because i i feel like a funny a funny one a really really funny one to me would probably be like one of the conjurings or one of the insidiouses to see like a blooper i think they might have some i haven't seen the behind the scenes of the bloopers yet but i've seen a lot of the behind the scenes for insidious like the more serious stuff on how they made it and whatnot like i just like i said that's what makes me love juan so much is just how he you see certain things and how he shoots them is so good. Yeah. Like I, I, I praise it. I praise it to this day, but the scene where the lipstick demon was right behind the guy, one of the best jump scares ever. One of the best jump scares ever. Because there was no audio cue. There was no, there was no warning. There was just, I think, I think something's wrong with our son. What are you talking about? Oh, you're like, like, yeah, it's just complete out of left field. You're just like, oh my God, I jumped out of my seat. <laughs> Dude, I was in the theater when that happened and there was some person a couple rows in front of me and I saw popcorn fly. Like, not like, <laughs> God, not like, no, I saw the bit thrown. Like it got yeeted. Like there was some force behind that. Like this dude was trying to fight some that was trying to fight something at that point in time. And that freaking bucket of popcorn just went. Whoo! And we're like, oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Like I like uh, one, of, oh, one of what? I didn't realize how long we were. Oh, I didn't either. But one of my favorite comments that I ever saw, I think was from Tumblr. When that movie came out, someone commented on that scene and they said I was scratching my no no square when that when that scene happened, I almost ripped my dangus off. Yeah, ten out of ten. Because it comes out of nowhere. I think like I, I love jump scares executed correctly like that. Yeah, it's yeah. very good use of it. I hate horror movies that just have to throw jump scares in there just be to try and get the cheap scares. Like just yeah. Terrify me a proper way. <laughs> like I think I think another good example of that too, honestly, was the first paranormal activity. All the yeah. other paranormal activities after the first one 
were kind of forced. Yeah, I was going to say subtlety is one of my favorite things, like not putting a face to the thing that's scaring you for the longest time and like making your imagination do so much worse is such an effective thing. And there's a lot of great movies that can do that. And then it gets like some kind of cheap out or whatever. But like when you can do jump scares like that, you have some audio cues because like I remember really focusing on that in the second and third one, which they're very good sequels. But you hear like a small little like rumble start to pick up before anything happens. Yeah. And then if you're not paying attention to it, it's going to catch you off guard. But when you hear it, you're like, oh, OK, something's about to happen. I noticed that in the like third one, I think is when yeah. I really, really noticed it. But it's so good seeing that like subtlety and like, again, audio cues kind of giving you a heads up of what's to come. I, I love it. I love it so yeah. much. I I like I like the subtle like like you said, I, I like the subtle jump scare that gives you like a slight audio cue, but I enjoy the jump scares that aren't forced, that are subtle, that come without warning even more. Mm-hmm. Because you get the lipstick demon over the shoulder shots from from like James Wan and, and, and other big names in the horror industry like that. And I think that and in and like I'm surprised it's not a genre, but there should be a jump scare because there's a jump scare warning on video games. There should be a jump scare genre of horror as well. I'm sure there's a lot of them that are considered in that way. I mean, there's a lot of like jump scary horror movies out there. That's why I feel like with It Follows did so well in a way because it was very jump scary. There were a couple scenes I could same see with, that. Same with like what Lights Out, I think was another one. Yeah. The Babadook. I think Babadook. The first Ouija board, which really was bad. And I heard the sequel is much better, but I haven't seen it yet. Um, but I just there's a lot of jump scares like that. For me, I found the Ouija one and two to both be just. Mad. I haven't seen the second one. I heard the second one's better, but not by much. I, I yeah. I don't know. I'll give it a shot at some point. Yeah, same. But like, uh, for well, no, I've I've seen both of them, but not not same for Ouija, but for other horror movies. I loved some of the things that it did. I saw what they were going for, but I didn't. Didn't like Ouija itself as a movie. It was more so a horror tale to me. It wasn't like, oh my god, this is terrifying. It was just like, no, why are you doing that? Why are you doing stop? No, why are you touching them? Oh my god. <laughs> like that's what it was for me. I, I don't know how else to expect it, where it was just like like I went through all the stages of grief when they would do something dumb. Whereas yeah. like comparatively to Oculus, because I watched they didn't come out around the same time, but I watched them around the same time. I watched Ouija, then I watched Oculus and like I was watching Oculus and I was like no 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 <gasps> like I was like Oculus fucks with you in a good way and then the jump yeah. scares that do happen in that are very very fun my favorite scene is still just the apple like I, I just remember seeing that in the trailer and I was like I'm sold on this movie I need to see it yep yep I agree because Oculus was I, I uh, Oculus was one of the ones that I didn't see anything on so I didn't know what to expect from it I was just expecting to watch a scary movie that might scare me and everything like that. What caught my eye on it was that I saw the psychological tag and I was just like, I'm on board. (laughs) That was, that was it. And now it's one of my, one of my favorite, I would say top five. Yeah, definitely. Definitely top five horror movies today. My top five has like 50 movies. (laughs) There's anything, anything by anything by John Carpenter, anything by freaking George A. Romero, fucking James Wan, Sam Romero. There's so many that are in there. You're freaking anything by Lee Winnell. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you're not listing your favorite movies at that point, you're like listing your favorite directors, and you're like, yeah, yeah. 
Rob Zombie. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, like I love Rob Zombie horror movies. Like I don't even know what got him to direct and write and freaking. I don't know. Don't care. I got House of a Thousand Corpses. I'm 100% yes. sold. Like I love that movie. It is such a good movie. Oh my God. I cannot stop praising that movie. I understand a lot of people have more of attachment to like Devil's Rejects or some of his know. other films. Yeah. I still haven't seen Three from Hell and I haven't seen House of 31 or 31, whatever the movie that's called. There's only two oh. of his I haven't seen. Um, I, I, I like I love I love I all of his movies. It's just yeah. the only one I cannot stand is Lords of Salem. I oh my god, that one so slow. It was it was slow, but the part I I will I will I will defend I will defend the the scary parts of the movie because the scary parts of the movie were really well done. But the movie itself, yeah, it, it was it was a pretty slow burn. But like for me, I just found myself doing the this movie's only 45 minutes in. I still have another 45 minutes. What the fuck? Yeah, a, that's a how it was people, for me. A lot of people in the theater did the same thing, but I went and watched it with a group of friends and whenever it came out and I was like, I was like, I, I, I barely remember the first half, but I do remember the jump scares i like the end the end yeah. i like it but the end does not justify that movie like fair that's fair i like house I, I mean me personally i'm a huge rob zombie fan because he's one of the few celebrities that i've met in my lifetime in person and he was the by far the coolest one i will i have ever met because if if he ever if he watches this and he makes it to this part of the podcast rob i love you and you and your wife sharon and I, I love i love both of you you guys are freaking fantastic for those of you that don't know who his wife is watch his first halloween movie. she is uh, michael's mother that's sharon moon zombie love them to death because i got lost at a con i got I, I did i got lost from my mom in a concert birthday birthday 13 down in florida and he wasn't supposed to be there he showed up he walked on stage with someone held, sang sang a part of the song with him walked off the stage and as he was walking off the stage i said rob rob and he looked at me and i said you rock and he goes that kid let him back because again i was 13 or actually i was about to turn 13 because earth day birthday happened before my birthday so i was 12 but he let me he let me come back and he's like hey he goes how old are you i was like i'm 12 he goes you know my music i was like yeah i was like i have one i was like i still have one god i'm gonna date myself i was like i still have one of your white zombie uh cassette tapes and he goes, holy shit. Wow. OK. He goes, yeah, come on. And I still have the shirt. I'd have to break it out of storage because I, I, I refuse to wear the shirt, not because it's like still too big on me, but it's because he gave it to me personally. I have his shirt from his greatest hits album where he's painted as the zombie looking up like a zombie. And everyone calls him. Everyone calls it the zombie Jesus cover because that's what it looks like. I'll find a way to fit that picture in somewhere so I can show what I'm talking about. But he gave me that shirt personally and helped me find my mom. And then fast forward to my 23rd birthday, I went to his concert, not Earth Day birthday or anything crazy like that in Virginia. And this is how much of a legend this man is. He is 60. He was 60 something at the time or pushing 60 something at the time. And he was still touring, still doing music and all that stuff the Rob Zombie way and he was singing one of his songs and he disappeared off a stage nobody knew where he 
went and he just pops up in the back of the crowd and starts running through the crowd doing laps and stuff. And I ran over to when he was getting ready to go back on stage and I go, Rob, you and I don't know if you remembered me, but I had that same shirt with me to the, on that day and I held it up and he, he pointed at me and did this while he was still singing the set like he couldn't respond. He was in the middle of singing the lyrics to living either living dead girl or more human than human. And he pointed at me with the mic with the mic to his with the mic to his mouth and just went like these and just proceeded to go back on stage. And I was like, he remembered. I, me. I was like, I was like, I can die happy now because he was he was super he was super chill. His wife was more than nice. Like she was just a freaking amazing person. She was like, are you scared? Is your is, is your mom? somewhere here i was like yeah she's the one who brought me i'm i'm not scared everyone here's been super nice to me and she goes and this is what made me fall in love with heavy metal rock music everything like that because like he legit like sent somebody out on stage and we're like hey someone someone like like they didn't say it over the loudspeaker but he said it to like a few people in the crowd and they're like hey uh we're trying to find this kid's mom he's backstage with rob zombie and if i call my mom to this day and she's like hey oh my god Lost. He's with these backstage with Rob Zombie. Fuck it. I was like, I was like, well, you get like in, in, in my mind. I was like, you guys want to adopt me? I'll be, I'll be, I'll be Jimmy Zombie. I don't give a shit. Like they Could were just super imagine? nice. Oh my god, dude, that would have been friggin' fantastic. Imagine being Rob Zombie and Sharon Moon Zombie's son. God, what happened to my voice? But, <laughs> but yeah, like they legit just had like a security guy or a stagehand or, or someone. I don't know who the guy was, but thank you to him. I, I wish I would have got his name. But he like went and talked to a couple people in the crowd. And then word spread and like, like while I was st- where I was standing at, you could see me and there was like a little fence, a secondary fence there where there was like a gap. So that way people wouldn't stage dive and stuff. And you could see through the gap to where I was standing, talking to Sharon Moon Zombie and Rob Zombie. And my mom just started waving and I was like, oh, there she is. He goes, oh, look, we found your mom. He goes, come on walk me over there. I had my t-shirt and everything. I'm walking, holding on my Rob Zombie t-shirt, happy as could be. And she was like, where'd you go? I was like, mom, look. And she goes, I wish he had a pen on him. I wish I, I wish I had a marker on me or something like that, because I'm pretty sure I would have gotten his, you know, he would autograph that for me. No, no words. Oh yeah. But, and she was like, she was like, what are you doing? Like the first thought she told me this later, she was like, my first thought was, what are you doing backstage with this weird man and his wife? And then she realized who it was. And she was like, Rob Zombie found you. I was like, yeah, Rob Zombie found me because somehow I managed to get lost in the crowd and I could not tell you how it happened. But me and my mom got separated and I didn't I didn't end up in the mosh pit because a lot of people were like, oh, hey, buddy, you're too you're too small for this. Go this way. Yeah. Being the mosh that young would not be fun. <laughs> no, because like I'm only five, seven and now I weigh 170 pounds. Back then I was maybe five foot even maybe 110 pounds on a wet day. <laughs> yeah. If you put like rocks in my pocket and shit. But yeah. And like a lot of people there were like, Hey buddy, you can't eat. Uh, watch out here. Let me, let me get you closer to the stage so that way you can hear the music better. And I'm like, okay. And like go over, go over here. And this guy would tap someone on the shoulder and be like, Hey, let this kid through. And he'd be like, Oh, okay. Him. Hey, let this kid through all the way up until I was like right there, right next to the stage exit. And I'm just like, this is awesome. Dude, I wish I, 
I'm so tempted to get back into the pit. Oh, at the same time, I'm like, it's been too long. I'm not ready for it. Oh, I, I will warn you because I, I've done it. I did it relatively recently, a couple years ago. I went to a, a Monomarth concert with a very good friend of mine. And I decided, hey, you know what? I haven't moshed in years. I got in the pit and regretted it very next day because I woke up. My shoulder was stiff. My back was stiff. My knees hurt. Somehow my freaking ears were were hurt like not like ringing but like it felt like I got punched in both my ears and me like the like the closest contact I got was me and some people just bouncing off each other it wasn't like freaking the throat even that I'm too much it's like too much for me nowadays (laughs) oh my god yeah like it was like it was it was fun to relive the glory days but my body was like hey we can't do this no more we're not 20 no more, bro. And I was just like, ah, I pinched something. Ibuprofen. I'm going down. My knees are locking. I, I just, oh my God. But I mean, honestly, if, if Rob Zombie had a, had a concert <coughs> somewhere near me and I was able to go, I would, I, I because he puts on a hell of a show it is oh so good. God, yeah. And it, it, it's changed so much because originally when, you know, when we were coming up in, in the scene of heavy metal and stuff like that, like they would have pyrotechnics, they would have to like you know have like some crazy gimmick like a like guar like their costumes or like yeah. rob zombie with his like <laughs> his like posters or his uh, that he would change out in between sets but now what he did at the concert that i went to back when i was 23 10 years ago he god that hurts to say he had screens and stuff like that that showed the the main screen had snippets from old school movies so like living dead yeah. girl was like the Wolfman, Dragulaire was Frankenstein's monster, not Frankenstein, Frankenstein's monster. And more human than human was actually like the, the music video and stuff like that. And like all the screens were showing like different monsters faces. And stuff. I was amazing. Well, he does. He does do still 50 50. Like there are times it'll be just like snippets from his like music videos and stuff like that in his movies. Or it'll be like just some weird ass pyrotechnics at times. It's just great. I love that man. He's so good. <laughs> He, because I'm gonna Google how old he is, because I don't know how old he actually is. I know he was born in the 50s. I think it was like 60s. I could be wrong. Age. Uh, he is 58. He was born 1965. So 65. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he's he like at 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 58. Or I'm sorry, not Sharon Moon. Sherry Moon. I always say Sharon Moon. But yeah, <laughs> Sherry Moon Zombie. That is her name. Like Rob Zombie. He he still tours with. I think the same bassist, guitarist, and drummer, along with keyboard that he has since White Zombie. Yeah, no, it's it's amazing. Oh, I love that man so much. <laughs> he's he's an amazing human being. Like I would be, I would be, I I wouldn't be surprised if he toured one last time before he like turned like seventy. But I'm sure I, he'll go for as long as he wants, and I'm pretty sure he'll push past him. He'll be like Ozzy. He'll go into like his 80s. Sherry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but what really makes me like his music is not is not the songs themselves, but how he sings them because he he has a very unique. Voice. I love like, his voice. Yeah, you don't hear amazing. voices like his because it's like he he could because I think he did I think he did Living Dead Girl for House of a Thousand Corpses if I'm not making mistaken uh, no he did House of a Thousand Corpses for House of a Thousand Corpses and then he also did like because he had it on Educated Horses for Devil's Rejects before he actually released the film and that's where he got like the preview into it which was still really really good yeah I know he 
did. I don't remember exactly how, but I know he had a hand in Idle Hands somehow. Oh, did he? He, some, oh, some way shape I form. fucking love that movie, dude. That was so stupid. I can't remember exactly how, but I do remember this was the rumor mill back in the day. Like the first thing I do is type and type in idle, idle hands. I don't remember exactly how he had a role. He had some form of it in that movie. I know they played his it was they played his Dragulaire music video in in the movie. But he also had something else in there, too. I think he had I think he had an ending title song or something like that. That's fucking amazing. I fucking I love he's in like so many like random projects, too. Like I said, it's just like funny how many things he has done. And like, again, you only usually think of him as an artist, not really as a director or anything like that. And then he's got so many like ties into so many things. Yeah, he's he's got music videos that are played in horror movies. He's got friggin' directorial writing, friggin' acting. He's got some cameos, I do believe, like personal yeah. cameos where he showed up. And I forgot Jessica Alba was in there. I really did. I forgot Jessica yeah, Alba. I always, I always get hurt. Uh, Jessica Alba and Jessica Biel, I think, are like the two. I always get confused from who the fuck is who. I know yeah. they're very different, but I just their names are so close together. I'm just like, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> you. Jessica Biel was in the horror version of the snowman movie. Jack Frost. Jack Frost. Thank you. Because I remember as a kid, we got the Jack Frost mix up because you had the horror movie and you and had the one with Michael Keaton. Yeah. <laughs> and I wanted to see the Michael Keaton one. We got the other one. And I was like, I popped it in, started watching. I think somebody swapped the VHSs because they both just said Jack Frost on the on the VHS. Well, back in the day, you could do that. Remember that before DVDs, it was like all the VHSs were inside that box. So they yeah. just pop. Because I remember horror stories of people buying like or renting kid friendly movies, Spy Kids or like some Dora Blues Clues or some bullshit and get a horror movie in there. <laughs> Yeah, you don't really check it. <laughs> yeah, and what was even funnier was that the person, the person that did it, was someone that worked there. Like they swapped oh a lot God. of the VH. They mixed up. They either mixed up the VHSs or they swapped the VHSs on purpose. I'm willing to bet they swapped them on purpose. That's insane. And yeah, we went to. Uh, I, I got home. I popped it in the VHS. Got ready to watch it and everything like that. And it got to the shower scene with Jessica Beale. And I was like, Papa. And he goes, what? And I was like, I don't think this is the right movie. Mind <laughs> you, this is like 30 minutes into it. And he comes in, he goes, huh? And he goes, son of a bitch. And like walks over, pops it out of the VHS. And we run back to Blockbuster. Needless to say, we got a coupon and a free movie rental. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was it was those kind of times back then because it was where like people were like, I'm so sorry. This, this never happens when it happened all the time, yeah, all like, the time. Unfortunately, I, I, I remember those times, chaotic times. Oh, yeah. Like that was that was so that was so funny because like you you have like someone who rented the sixth sense and then also someone who rented like princess and not uh, the swan princess. And then they would just because back then they would scan the barcode on the movie, put the movie back back on the shelf not think about it wait for someone to come up check out that movie scan the barcode again and bam they had they had a horror movie instead of the swan princess oh my god i'm 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 happy and i'm sad at the same time that that's not the case today because oh my yeah. god yeah I, I would love to mess with some kids about that 
Well, shit. Fucking, there's so much funny things that we can go on right now. Oh my god, I didn't realize what time it was. I unfortunately got to work tomorrow. Yeah. So I think we actually got to a good stopping point. And to let everyone know, Miz and I would be get back. Well, getting blah, 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 blah. me and Miz would be getting back into the swings of everything here soon. This is the premiere episode of season two and all that fun stuff. And when we have a more finite schedule figured out, we'll have a more. We'll be coming back strong. We'll be coming back with episodes. Oh, yeah. Like, like probably just about as frequently as, as we did, if not more, depending on, you know, Miz, of course, because yeah. anytime, anytime works for me, I can make any time work for me. Well, now that we're in the same time zone, it's going to make things much easier. Oh, yeah, because Miz's, Miz's moved. It was a big move. And now he's getting settled in. Yeah, and getting there and we'll be back to normal. Yep. So wish him the best of luck at his first at his first official day of work tomorrow on friday friday on, i gotta go to school, school, school tomorrow you gotta go to school i gotta go to school i can't <laughs> jump on me cat's like Hi-ya! But, i um, need the attention from myself thank you for listening thank you for watching thank you for hanging out with us and we will see you next time next time guys we'll see you we'll have another subject have fun <laughs> <laughs> of course. And feel free to su- uh, feel free to suggest subjects to us as well, because me and Ms. share one brain so we can only.